Made y'all priest. Hey, what's up, world? This Fafore. What's up, good people? This is Awo Ifao Sheung, and welcome back to the Who Made Y'all Priest podcast, where we talk about our spiritual journeys, our everyday life experiences, and the issues of the times from the perspective of two people who just happen to be priests. Fafore, what's going on, man? Hey, there you go again with that uh, Ifao Sheung being all formal. Hey, Ifao Sheung is my name, man. You know what? I'm about to start all over then. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, gonna, be, I'm gonna be technical like you too. <laughs> hey, just the, just for transparency, man. Just so uh, all of the people out there to know that uh, Fafore be hating on my Nigerian hats that I want to start wearing, man. He be really he be really hating on that, man. And this and this and this coming from the dude that got on one of our episodes with a snapback on. <laughs> and a white t-shirt like like he in the trap <laughs> hey but see listen my hat my snapback and my white tee is a reflection of the culture in which i grew up in them hats man that's not for us you know what I'm saying? like we gotta let that go like neither neither is a dashiki that's why i don't just voluntarily put none on but you're gonna put on them uh them linen joints. You're gonna put on a uh a cloak and look like a uh a Buddhist monk and all that type of stuff. I'm definitely getting a cloak. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm gonna get a cloak and I'm gonna get them um like them yoga type pants. I gotta find I think it's harem. Harem? I think that's the name of them. That's what they call them. I think that's kind of it's like the 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 jogger joints. That's like big in the in in the in the middle. You know yeah, what I'm you saying? Like you talking about them flying squirrel pants, man. Man, I'm telling you though, that with some chucks, the canvas joints, <laughs> and uh a fitted white tee, <sighs> and like a, a hoodie cloak joint, but not like button up in the front. Like it gotta be unbuttoned. You know what I'm saying? And then rock you a, a, a some mala beads. That's a fire look. I'm telling you. That's I'm a, a roast you. Look. I'm a roast you. <laughs> I'm telling you. That look says I'm enlightened. Does it? Man, yeah. Nah. That look says you homeless. No, I'm telling you. That <laughs> that is the I am at a level of enlightenment that most people can't get to. Outfit. That's what that is. <laughs> That's the uniform of I am capable of like going to heaven and having some say so. <laughs> like like, like I'm gonna be a rank. general in the army yeah. in, in, in heaven type. That's, yeah. that's what the outfit means. All right, you're gonna have you some rank up there, huh? Man, for real. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> when y'all see me, 
walking around these streets with that outfit on, just understand that I ain't who you, you think I am. Like, I ain't that guy no more. I'm transcendent. You know, I'm going to be talking in parables. Right. You know, all of that. Right. Right. Handing, a, out, handing out proverbs, huh? Right. And I'm only sitting Indian style on the floor. <laughs> like, that's it. Hey, I can't even sit like that, so that ain't going to happen. I can't even sit like that. I've been doing yoga, man. I mean, not like super regularly, but I'm about to step it up, though. I'm about to really step it up. When I step up my yoga game, that's part of the whole transition and transformation to where I'm going to be, you know, had that, that uniform on. Hey, but you going to wear them you going to wear them sandals like Saguru be wearing? Uh, be wearing? I ain't there yet. <laughs> like them the same them, them the same sandals you had on in Panama, wherever you was at. But see, them sandals was like, first of all, I'm only wearing them in that type of environment. <laughs> first and foremost. Not when we can roast you. No, 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 no. Like I'm not rocking them to the grocery store or, or nothing like that. Like right. I'm gonna put some slides on for that. Right. Like dog, them is just like certain tropical vibe type of vacations that's that's all that's for all right yeah 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 no, I, i'm definitely not like throwing on some jeans and you know <laughs> going to the mall in them that's not for <laughs> you know and i had to have multiple people like you know tell me like hey man when you when you traveling i'm telling you this this the move you know what i'm saying for walking on the sand and this that and the other I said, okay, cool. A couple people told me it took a, it took a while, and then I felt like this was God talking to me after so many people said the exact same thing. I said, God must want me to have these. Where did where did where you get those from? Uh, so I can take you there. It ain't a store that you know, like nobody I know for real like go to. It's like a, it's like a store where you can get like like hiking shoes and hiking boots and is it uh it ain't like it's like a dicks for like hiking and that type of stuff maybe even surfing i don't know it it, it like they got some shoes that i seen like they got some brand of shoes and i was like oh these look comfortable i can't tell you what the brand is but i was in the gym the other day and i saw a dude in there that that being there, you know, every morning, you know, when I go, I seen he had some on, so I stopped him and asked if they was comfortable. He was like, "Yeah, but like they ain't got these at Foot Locker." You know, right. what I'm saying? so and it's not that five eleven place, right? No, no, it's a uh, it's on the tip. No, I, oh, I was gonna say it's on the tip of my tongue. It really ain't because I don't. I couldn't <laughs> tell you what the name of whatsoever. Right, but I had. Google uh, the type of shoes that I got, like where I can get them. Mm. And that's where the name came up. And I went there and I was like, oh, they got hiking shoes or whatever. I ain't getting my hiking shoes from there. Um, but uh, like the ones that I use the most, I got my like my hiking boots. Um, like I got some, some hiking boots, like when I'm, you know, like go to... Um, what is it, Zion in uh, in Utah? When you when you doing some hiking like that, where it's gonna be some mud, some rocks, you know what I'm saying? It might be like um, some ankle high water. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah, stuff like that. So you kind of so, prepare for everything, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for just my regular hikes, like in Sedona and places like that, I got my, my new balances. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got to pull my boots out, though, because I feel like when I pull them out, I'm going to get respect. From like, you know what I'm saying? Like the white people that be be hiking, because that's really all that be hiking. Right. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like I was getting respect from my new balances. They was looking at me like, okay. Right. Respect. <laughs> but when I pulled out these boots, yeah. I'm gonna I've been in the uh I've been in the mountains once. Uh I was in Billings, Montana, working and uh hotel that i stayed in right across the street was what i call a mountain but what they had done was they had paved the mountain so you could jog up the mountain without the jagged rocks and things like that it was it was paved but then uh i went into a mountain where they actually had caves where you had to hike and I had to be with somebody and ask about snakes and things like that. Like, hey, man, what kind of snakes up here? <laughs> scary. So you ain't scared? Nah, man. I be ha I have, you know, first of all, when I go on these trips, I'm going to E5. You know, right. getting the energy of my trip, seeing if I need to make any prayers or offers or anything like that to make sure my trip be smooth. Right. And if it say, yeah, I'm doing that immediately. So now nah, when I be out, I'll I be good. I don't be tripping. I mean, you didn't heard me talk about my trips and stuff I be doing. The Cuba trip. Right. When I was doing, you know, going people I don't know through through alleys and, you know, trap houses and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I was good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I was like, hey, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? So. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I'd be cool. I'd be cool. Yeah, so, I need to do. I need to do some traveling, man, and get out. Uh, get out more. I ain't. I ain't really with the water thing, but the mountains. I think I can. I think I can mess with that. I think I can mess with the mountains, man. You could. You should do that, man. We are gonna yeah. have to go on a hike, man. Oh yeah. We have to do I that like next summer. And then when I'm with somebody, I'm less scared. So, you know, if I get bit by a snake, you'll be able to tell the story. Or, you know, we'll be able to come on here and laugh with the people about. Right, that'd, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be good material. So, I mean, I'm not wishing that on you, but you right. I think but it'd be better. Go? I think it'd be better material if you was the one that got bit because I think you'll be able to better act out <laughs> how it really happened. You'll be you'll be the one to act it out. Be like, man, I was this, yeah. No, yeah your stories. Your story's gonna have all kind of sound effects, so yeah. That, that ain't part of my contract. <laughs> uh, uh. I'm always around snakes, though. My you job, my, my job. I mean, I ain't scared, scared like I was at first. I used to be scared of lizards and frogs, but I'm good now. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, look, let's jump off into this episode, man. Um, right. We got another special guest for you, and I know y'all gonna enjoy this. So go ahead and bring in our, our guest for today. Yes, sir. Uh, whoa, Adeleke. What's going on, man? Uh, man, how, how y'all doing today? Alafia. Alafia. What's up man. with you? Man, 
Man, same old, same old, man. We appreciate you taking time out your busy schedule to come talk with us. Man, just got in the house too, brother. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we just got in here. You just Good made time. it. Yeah, just made it in the crib, man. Just made it up in here, man. Just came up in the little shrine room. We finna get it in, you know, man. That's my yeah. fault. You were son to shine go. I should have accounted for that. <laughs> oh, we talking about being late. <laughs> yeah, bro. Always doing something. Uh huh. You know, uh, right. I see you got. I see you got your face on your shirt, huh? Oh yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This this one the shirt for my on my merchandise. You know what I'm saying? For the ladies, though, ain't no band. Yeah, ain't no dude gonna be trying to walk around with it. With my. I face mean, they got on. shirt. They got shirts with Malcolm X face and man, I owe you a shirt too, man. But it's a whole nother story. I owe you a shirt. You already know, Jim. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. But I had told the dude to mail it to you. He, you know. It's a whole nother story, but we'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. So before we get into the topic of the episode, we want to congratulate you on your Grammy-nominated album, Love Our Shade, man. We yeah, already, man. Sure give you man. Big up, big up for that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I, I, didn't put, I didn't put the uh I didn't put my artist, you know, my artist, my name uh known as uh Nwambe as the artist, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm most definitely uh I got, I got considered for a Grammy. Not we're gonna get it straight, you know what I'm saying? But I got considered for a Grammy, and that's a that's a good start. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, yeah, yeah it's a good start. Absolutely. Yeah, so we playing with the big boys too. So you know, the more money you got, the more the you know the more you can play in that in that field. So it's about money though. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So for those so for those that wanna uh get your album and listen to it, what can they expect from you on your album? Oh man, you can expect an album that's uh, full of uh, passion, uh, full of uh, in-depth uh, issues dealing with uh, everyday life, relationship issues. Uh, also, it could be about uh, some some of the songs is about you know everyday living issues with men. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the issues that we have with women. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then it's also uh, a personal. Um, victories and things like that in there you know what i'm saying about uh personal growth it's a it's a it's a pretty round album and I, I really enjoyed making that album uh i did get some some people from overseas to kind of join in with me too so i can get a, a different perspective from different parts of the world and stuff right and so yeah it's, it's cool you know what that's I mean? beautiful it's a it's a good album you know, dope album yeah Neo yeah. soul vibe yeah you know he gets busy on the vocals Yep. So, you know, check it out. I always out. like to say, I say, I, I like to say that the, uh, that the vocals are more soulful than the music. The music is more world to me, you know what I'm saying? Because of what I'm trying to do. And then the way that the shows go, you know, bringing in the djembe and different elements of jazz and things like that, you know, it mm -hmm. just kind of takes away from just saying neo soul. Right. It's really just, just some good ass music, you know what I'm saying? And, right. And uh, I'm using every element of um, every genre that I can to to create my art. Right, uh, right. So how'd you how'd you come up with the idea to have our Lua on the introduction? Oh man, um, I just called him man and told him, hey man, so why don't you say something, bless the album. And so he got on there, man, and blessed the album. He said what he said, it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, you could tell it was pure. Right. Yeah, and so we put it on there, man. I put a little, threw a little echo on there and make it seem like he just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Like he coming from out of space, like one of the ancestors or something. All right. Yeah, it was cool, right. man. I'm very excited that uh Baba Femi wanted to even do that. You no, know, yeah. man, you know how Luo, you know how he is, you know what I'm saying? He uh right. definitely gonna support us all the way to the fullest. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. 
So tell us, tell us a little about yourself and your spiritual journey that uh, eventually brought you to where you are now, to E5. Man, so I'm, you know, I'm gonna make it a very quick story because it's kind of drawn out, but I can just go back. Um, maybe about eight years ago, it was a sister by the name of Zoe or whatnot. She, um, you know, she, we were always uh, into spiritual knowledge anyway. You know what I'm saying? Different, uh, different. Uh, schools of thought or whatnot so i was like telling her one day i was like man you know what i want to i want to i want to find out if, if i got a curse on me because i was having certain issues in life you know what i'm saying like um you just bad luck i would just say a lot of bad luck and so i um so she was like man you ought to come with me down to houston to meet baba Femi. i said okay then cool i'll go down there and i meet the brothers um him and Obani was there, and Shango Dare was there, and uh, and uh, also Baba Renee. We was at Baba Renee's house. We met. I met them at Baba, Baba Renee's house. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? And that's when Baba LaChristian was going through Ibodu. I didn't know what mm -hmm. they were going through. I just know the Negroes couldn't talk to me. <laughs> and so um, they were sitting there, man, like in a little line or whatnot, and they came in the house and uh, took my shoes off. And uh, man, they washed my feet, man, and they washed my head. I had never, nobody had never done that to me. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I was like, oh, okay, this is some, this is some different shit. You know what I'm saying? Then, <laughs> right. then they sent me in front of the mat, you know, and uh, Obani come in, looking like uh, one of them actors. You know what I'm saying? One of them black actors, <laughs> one of them dark black actors. You know what I'm saying? From New York or something. He come in. Right. And you know, and the way he carried himself, I thought he was older than me. I, you know, come to find out, he's he younger than me. You know what I'm saying? And and I was just like, oh wow, okay. So I sit down, and nobody got to throw in the chain. I ain't know nothing about what they was doing, and I just thought it was fascinating. And um, I remember telling Baba Feminem that, because uh, you know I'm an empath, so I was feeling certain stuff. I wasn't afraid to express what I was feeling in the room. So I told him, I said, man, I feel like, you know, y'all looking at whatever y'all looking at, but I feel like y'all holding back. Mm. Everybody said, mm. they did the same thing you, you did, bro. You know what I'm saying? They said, they said mm, like, mm, he, like he, he dead on it. You know what I'm saying? All right. And so they begin to tell me, fast forward, they begin to tell me that, you know, I'm not cursed and all that. And that uh, I needed to change certain things about myself. And so mm. I, I began to do, I, that's where the journey began, brother. And so I began to do the work. Now I thought I was doing the work, but really, um, that's really the ego. Right. And then, but, but personally, it's not uh, reflected on your lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Like people right. can't really see it. Once you really make a transformation, people will begin to see the change in you. And then that's when you know that hey something is really going uh, something beautiful is going on within myself and then and then that's when you can be, be able to move forward in the right direction uh mm -hmm. walking in Wapella, good character so, right oh no so after that man they did the reading for me man shook hands with the brother and then i came home so you already know i'm blown away so then from there my wife was like um she she she's the one that really like yo we should really look into this so she she encouraged me to really go and come into e5 even though she came from a Christian background. And I was the one that was really on the 5% shit, you know what I'm saying? Really on the Dr. Malachi's York stuff, you know what I'm saying? Uh, ancient committed teachings. I was really on that level. So you know? when we began to come in, man, um, right before we, we got in, um, 
we got initiated we went through the whole process and then from there I, that's when i began to do the work like the real work so i started off doing plant medicine so that's pretty much how i got in y'all mm-hmm. mm-hmm. plant medicine that's a good segue yeah <laughs> i want to get into how i met our adeleke so um both of us are sons of shango and they say that based upon your reaches you exhibit those same type of characteristics and attributes, right? Yeah. So Baba had a men's meeting. And O'Shea, I don't know if you were there at that. I was there. We were, oh, you we were, were there? there together. Okay. Okay. So we're at the men's meeting. And then here comes our Adeleke. Loud, boisterous, you know, telling the <laughs> stories about different things. And I'm sitting there watching, dude, and I'm like, Hey, I like dude's energy. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. I type of dude. Right. I remember us talking about that. Right. And and the reason why we bring it up is because being in certain, well, I didn't have any insight into this, up to this point of EFI into spiritual systems. It was all religion and it was really Christianity. Right. And that's not the type of energy that you take into, um, Bible study or, you know, anything kind of affiliated, at least what I've seen. Now, there may be places that they do that, but it's not that type of energy. And he came in on a completely type of different energy. And it, for me, it really was hitting home that I'm in a completely different environment. Right. Right. So then we're all at, you know, Baba's house again. And then that's when you were telling me about your experience with plant medicine. Yes, sir. You're telling us a story or whatever. And I'm sitting there like, you know, that's interesting. And for me to gravitate to it at that time was really shocking for me because, you know, I didn't, taking any kind of substance wasn't my thing. You know, I don't drink. um, I don't smoke weed or anything like that. So that, and I know it's different, but for people on the outside looking in, it's really the same. You know what I'm right. saying? That's how we, yeah. we put it all in. So any type of anything, any type of substance wasn't my thing. So, right. but the the way you told the story and your experiences, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I'll kind of put mm-hmm. it in the back of my mind until one day I have a conversation with Oshayun and we're talking about getting readings and you know we're being told to do or not do certain things and my answer is always well how i'm supposed to do or not do that all i know is what i'm doing and how i'm doing i don't know how to do that how do i do that and i started to kind of look at other ways in which you can then connect with these things that you're supposed to do how do you kill the ego how do you heal trauma that started when your mom, when you were in your mom's stomach when she was pregnant? Exactly. Or, you know, how do you heal those type of things? So I started off by going to the chakra system. And then from the chakra system, I then think back to our conversation in plant medicine. And then that's when I start having my conversations with you mm-hmm. and you put me on this path that I've gone on and uncovering different healing modalities. Right. 
Exactly. So I want to say thank you for that. Thank you Man, for, for sharing your story with me. And thank you for being present and being open. Because I had right. questions. And me and you just spent hours on the phone talking about it. Right, right, right. Yeah, man, plant medicine, uh, you know, like I said, when I was introduced to, to plant medicine, you know, like I said, you know, even though cannabis is plant medicine as well, you know what I'm saying, even though, you know, it's a large uh, amount of people, you know, consuming it, you know, every day, you know what I'm saying, or whatnot. But when I was introduced to ayahuasca, um, you know, I went back to, I went to Ayahuasca and I, I asked him, I said, is this something that um, you think I should do? And he said... He did, you know, he dropped the train like he do, you know what I'm saying? And he was like, he was like, yeah, it's something you need to do. Your ancestors would, would like that. And I said, okay. So I did. I went to the ceremony. I wore my white. You know what I'm saying? I was in a room with some people that I was familiar with. And so a lot of people I wasn't familiar with went through the process. Um, the brother that was a shaman or whatnot, um, good brother, he, um, you know, he walked us through the process. They played the djembe. They had the fire going. They had the ancestors at the altar, at the fireplace. Everybody brought the you know pictures of the ancestors and stuff. And you know, I was unfamiliar with that, so I didn't bring my ancestors. I didn't know nothing that you were supposed to do that. You mm-hmm. bring it that for protection. You know what I'm saying? And um, we go in the ceremony, man. And I begin to drink the ayahuasca. And uh, I remember seeing one of the friends, and he just looked at me. He said, "Man, let go." And uh, man, I and I tell you. Um, Man, it was like the walls had had broke itself up. Mm. I began to see the universe, you know what I'm saying, and see things that I've never seen before. You know what I'm saying? It was shocking. I'm talking. About, it was it was almost like, man. I, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I thought I died. Mm. Wow. Literally, I thought I died. I said, man, I drank this stuff and died. Wow. So were you outside of yourself looking at yourself? I was really I, I was I was outside of myself, but I couldn't see myself. Mm. And at one point I couldn't I couldn't see myself because um and to be honest with you, I couldn't get through the fear. It was so much fear there that I couldn't enjoy that moment. It took me a minute. Now we're talking about ayahuasca now, so we're talking about something that's going to stay in the system for at least six to eight hours or at least all night long. You see what I'm saying? Right. So when I began to realize that, okay, I need to get a grip. This is when I began to really, really the, you know, the ayahuasca, the, the plant manage, the that feminine voice or whatever that you may hear or whatever. Most people say they hear. I heard the feminine lady talk to me. That's when she began to talk to me. I did have this weird jerking in my um, my left arm, but I, it was explained to me that that was like negative energy that uh, didn't want to be released. Mm, wow. And um, but anyway, man, we we in the ceremony. I I think at some point I passed out. You know what I'm saying? I'm out of there. Phew. Like fell asleep up. or passed out? Like no, knocked out, out like out. Out, passed out, <laughs> and, and uh, I woke up and I was in the unit. I was like prostrated in the middle of the universe. Was nobody in the room but just the universe. Like say I'm used to, uh, suspended in the sky, mm, and you right. just in you know, a prostrate. You know, then I then I, I I was man. I started screaming right there. You know, what I'm saying that's what my partner said. I was screaming because I was like, oh man, I literally, I'm gone. I'm die. I die. I'm out of right. here. Right. 
And uh, somehow, man, I, I, I kept opening or closing my eyes. And then next thing you know, I was back in the room. But then when I was back in the room, every other person, it was like, so I ain't going to say everybody in that room, but it was certain people in that room and they look like demons. Mm. Mm. People that you knew? Uh, no, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? But the image that I saw was like, a, um, it was like a, a, dis, a disfigured person. It was a dark shadow and it would come out of the person and laugh and then go back in the person. Man. And I was going crazy right there. Rob Bay was like, yo, one of the sisters that was like kind of handling things, she was like, yo, you got to get it together, bro. Say, I can't keep seeing shit. Can't. Wow. And she was wow. like, I can't get it. She like, get, get the grip to get, get it together. But I just got to the point where I just kind of like held my face. Like, like, you know how you're in a bad dream? Like, man, Shit, man, it fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I didn't did something. I think I did too much or something. You know, everything is running through your head. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. And um, but then somehow I got I got into grip, and I remember seeing seeing my partner Jamar. Y'all met you met uh, Jimmy just over the weekend. Mm -hmm. I remember him walking by me, and I heard the voice, and it said, "Yo, come by the fireplace," and I said. I saw Jay walk by me. I thought they was talking to him. Like, whoever was talking, I thought he was coming from this side of the room, and they were saying, hey, you know, tell him to, you know, come to you. So, I, you know, I'm trying to tackle Right. And the lady said, no, I ain't talking to him. I'm talking to you. Come to the fireplace. Mm -hmm. So I, I obeyed. I get up. I walk towards the fireplace. I sit at the I, I sit at the fireplace just like I'm sitting now. I sit at the fireplace, and I went into like a trance, and I was looking at this flame, and it, the fireplace had it was like a triangle, it was like a triangle like this, and I'm looking at the flame in the middle of the triangle, right? It's big old. I mean, it's a big old fireplace, bro. This mug is this mug is burning. You know what I'm saying, brother? In the triangle, it was a green flame in the middle of the triangle. Wow. I tell my homeboy, his name Ephraim, he live in Atlanta. I said, man, you see that? Now, he ain't on no ayahuasca. <laughs> he do like this. He said, wow. Then next thing you know, I start asking questions to the lady. I was like, I asked her like, um, why is it so much suffering? And she told me that it was because it's not because of because of, of them. It's because of us. It's because of mankind. Mm. I said, oh, I asked her why they allow so much suffering, and they was like saying, like we don't really get we ain't got nothing to do with it. Mm. We yeah. like we don't we don't we not we don't get caught up in uh, human affairs in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. Like if you know everybody, everybody think okay the Arisha X Y Z and they and they control and all this. No, right. No, sir. Not what the lady told me. Right. No, sir. And I, I, I I'm gonna ride with that to the end of the to end. Of, I leave her. Um, I ask her to show me. Um, I ask this. I ask to see through my son's eyes. And I saw through my son's eyes. 
Do you understand what I'm just saying to you? Mm. I do understand. <laughs> That's a lot to take in. I asked them. I said. I said something about how old are you? I was. It was dealing with math or something, right? And they showed me an image that went. I can't. It was the same image, but it was like. Bah, 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 bah. You see it in the Matrix. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know how they. You know how the uh when it, you know he had the guns the gun rack you know what I'm saying, and I said how I, I said how infinite are you or something like that but it was so many in a row it kept going and going and going and going and going and going I mean I can't even explain to you, and then I remember picking up some information because I had an iPad with me and I was trying to jot down everything I was doing, I was just, you know like take bullet points you know what I'm saying so I can remember what it is that I was was going on mentally or whatever. Whatever right. I was doing, you know what I'm saying? I was trying to make sure I, I could I could I could write it down. And I remember they was telling me in there the lady said she would start talking about sacred geometry, she was talking about sound, and she was talking about shapes and colors. Mm. How these really are one and the same, but these are different languages, are different um and these are different expressions of the same thing, frequency, all that, all the frequency. If you look at frequency and you really take a deep look at it, you can tell what color it is mm. on the spectrum. And then I, um, man, I felt an overwhelming sense of love like I never felt before in my life. Mm. Right. Like I've never felt that type of love before ever, ever in life. And the lady said, I know you feel abandoned, but you are not abandoned. You are loved. And boy, I cried forever. Wow. I think I cried that whole night. Wow. Because I felt that way. I felt abandoned. By my, by my parents. Even though my mom was there, I felt abandoned. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Now my father, God bless his soul, you know, he, he did crack all his life. He did heroin and drugs all his life. We talking about from they said he started at 15 and he, right. and he didn't stop doing Drugs until he left her, and he was 68. The whole time he spent his whole cycle of life just doing drugs. Wow. Wow. And then you got your you got a son like me who have enough empathy, respect for you throughout your process. Right. Because I understand you sick. I understand you don't know no better. Mm. Right. We're talking about spiritually. Right. But like you said earlier, Jim, you said this earlier. You said um people go through things as a child. But we don't really know how it affects you until you come into adulthood. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What really what really has affected you, you know what I'm saying? Or it keeps you in a position based on past experiences, you know what I'm saying, that got you acting some kind of way or losing out on opportunities, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so I it, it really opened me up, man. The ayahuasca really taught me that, you know, I really it's important that I got into some self-love. You know what I'm saying? Rituals and things like that, man. You know what I'm saying? Get more in depth into what's going on with you. Find out why you have such a temperamental issues. Find out why you feel this way. Right. Be honest in the process of healing. A lot of people are not honest with themselves. Right. So they, can't, they can't heal, fully heal. And so... um that was the first time I went, man. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of phone calls after that, brother. He was calling me, telling me, hey, was it me in the room that looked like a demon? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that would have been I one really, of the questions I, really, I had, I really too. I tapped into my power. I understood that I, it, not only do I feel certain things, but now I know if I take something like it that I can see it. Mm -hmm. I can see it now. So now I was like, okay, because me, you know, me and Jamar, then we call ourselves X-Men. We call ourselves uh, inner astronauts. We got a little little slang that we that we rock, you know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. we're not, you know, we call ourselves white boys because we, we're not afraid to take the medicine. We're not afraid to go go in those chambers of the mind. Mm -hmm. Right. We're not afraid to do that. So um, from there, man, we went to Ayahuasca. We went to Chunga. Chunga experience was beautiful. Did it in my uh, in my studio in my uh, upstairs in my house, and uh, saged the whole house. Got everybody up there. My wife and the kids they had went on vacation. They they had you know they had got away. Man, we did Chunga. Beautiful experience, man. Uh, Chunga is um is another psychedelic that uh that produces DMT or whatnot. We took that. Uh, I was able to see um, the, the the snake that everybody's talking about. They see. Mm. Uh, I also saw um, a light beam that came out of my wall. He looked at me and then he went back in. Wow. Um, um, beautiful experience right there, man. And I went back again, did ayahuasca for the second time. Um, actually, um, visit different worlds. Wow. This big tall brother. He was about 10 feet tall. He had a uh, uh he was like I say like uh Tron. He had blue all around him. And he had the mustache and he was he was big. And he told me to come on and I came with him and then he transformed into like a ship. And then he took me in to like these uh different areas of he like he would take me within a planet, right? He would take me on a planet, he would take me in the atmosphere. He would let me see what was going on a little bit, then he would shoot me up out of there. He would shoot me back out of there. You know what I'm saying? Now the whole time I'm in this ayahuasca ceremony, I'm in the I'm in the um a yoga pose like that. I'm in a yoga pose like that the whole time, right? And it was a white lady next to me. And and I, and I, I can tell you some other stuff too about the dude what he showed me. He showed me creation. He started out with the, the most simplest animal you can do, and then he it kept morphing into different animals, all the way up to the whales and shit. It was crazy, you know what I'm saying? 
Um, Man. <laughs> um, he told me um, he didn't really talk to me much. He didn't say much. He just took me places and let me mm -hmm. see things. Right. And um, I'm talking about like all that Aztec stuff you see, the colors and all that, man. If I, you know, and I could draw too. You know what I'm saying? If I took my time to sit down and try to re, you know, redraw it, I could probably draw it because it's that vivid today. Um, uh, when I got up to fast forward, the lady I was telling you about, the white lady that was next to me, she was like, who is this dude? And I'm looking around the room. I'm thinking, I don't know who she's talking to. She's talking about. She's talking about him. I can feel his essence. Talking about you. Yeah. She said, I was, basically, I was vibrating so hard. She could feel, she could feel the energy. You know what I'm saying? Like radiating off of me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I purged that day too. In, in what way? In what way? I, I threw up. I purged. Okay. Mm. Yeah. I purged. I purged that day. And that you know, same thing. Overwhelming sense of love. Came home in. Had a different appreciation for my wife and kids. Mm. And uh, you know, one of my uh one of my old dudes was uh Osameji. Mm. And so the one of my patterns, because I'm not afraid to tell anybody, one of my patterns was every nine years I would break up with a girl. I didn't mm -hmm. know that until we looked at it. Like, oh, right. nine years, I'm, I'm getting rid of motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? right. But what it was really was is, was me not wanting to be responsible or take responsibility for others. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's really my gift. Helping others, or uh, also bringing order back to the uh, to the family, mm -hmm. to my family, bringing order back to the family. You know what I'm saying? Um, being the redeemer, right? And bringing and bringing uh, you know healing back to the family from from a uh, from a generational standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. If you study the background on a, on my on my family, the women. I always had to raise the kids without no man. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? So you go on six, seven, eight generations without men playing any role in the family structure. See what I'm saying? Right. I just want to know why, you know, and some of us guys, some of us don't, we have a lot of homosexuality or things going on in the family or weird old things going on in the family. It's because there is an imbalance somewhere going and it needs to be repaired. Oh, mm. uh, you know, what they call karma. They call it karma. You know, you know, family trauma, karma, whatever they call it. Right. And you have to, if you get into a, a spiritual space where you know you you've been lifted up. You you have an you have an obligation to to mend things with, where others couldn't, right? So you got to step up your game. Absolutely. Not just as an IWO, but as a human being, as a man. As a man, right? So yeah. So do you feel like? Do you feel like that plant medicine allowed you to heal from some wounds that you uh possibly uh had from childhood? 
Of course. I was reading the article where they said uh, Ricky Lake, right? Was her name Ricky Lake? Ricky yeah, the Lake. talk show host. <laughs> Yeah, she That's old saying, yeah, she was taking ayahuasca, right? And they said that every time you take ayahuasca, it's like uh, 10 years of therapy, psychological mm. therapy. Mm. I don't think it did that for Jimmy, though. I don't think it did that for Five Floor Rack. You know what? <laughs> I think I just think Jimmy, I just think Jim, Jimmy's gonna be all right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He. Oh, he. You know every, every. Every. Everybody got everybody's experience. He may not be as traumatized as I was. Mm. He may not need it. He may really may not even need it. So you can experience some. Some, some people won't do it for the experience. Some people really need to do it for the healing. Mm. And it's not wrong with wanting to experience something, right. but it may not be for you. You know what I'm saying? It may. The, the universe may not want you to see nothing at this point in time. See what I'm saying? Not saying you might do shrooms and do psilocybin and, and, and hit the wall. See what I'm saying? Right. And I guarantee if you do the doses that we do, you're going to hit the wall. <laughs> now, since uh, psilocybin is different than Changa, correct? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, Changa is a form is a form of shroom or mushroom right. as well. You know what I'm saying? But, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Psilocybin, you know, said different forms of mushrooms or whatever, man. Those are those. You will, you, if you if you take enough, man, you will have. Yeah, you will have a psychedelic moment. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So how was how was how was your experience on the uh, ayahuasca five four eight? Man, my experience on, on ayahuasca is the same as my experience, or I should say, similar to my experience with rape. For me. It was a lot of purging. Um, you know, like I I haven't vomited in over 10 years, you know, definitely since I've been, you know, plant-based. And, you know, we started off the ceremony with uh rape. Mm -hmm. And it and it was a lot of rape. It was more than I've ever done before. And that rape. Whew. It was different. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it it put me on my ass. I had to. I I was out of there, right? And um. And then after you do that, maybe about forty five minutes or so, it was like, all right, time to take this ayahuasca. Um. So they so it was my turn. They called me to come get the ayahuasca, and uh, man, I just threw up. You know, I had my bag in my hand. I just I'm just going in. Um, and after I did that, I was like, all right, here you go. You know, so, um, but he said it was a concentrated form. So we just did like a shot. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, took the shot. I went back and, you know, I sat down in my chair and, um, I'm trying to get comfortable. I'm leaning forward. I'm leaning back. You know, um, I'm sweating, you know, the whole nine. I done already threw up. Then I go run to the bathroom. Right. It, it's coming out, you know, both ends, right? So I go do that. And uh, I come back in and I'm sitting down. And I had brought a cot. It was two of us who had brought cots. So I brought a cot. So I went in and laid down. Mm -hmm. And so I laid down and they, they, they playing music. 
they having a jam session. They they having a great time. And me and one of the other guys, you know, we like I said, it was coming out both ends for us. So we was like, me and him was both laying down. Mm. So we're laying down, I'm listening to the music, and then I doze off. And I wake up and they they talking, doing the thing, and I gotta throw up again. Mm. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh man. And, and then I'm having this conversation in my head. I'm saying, oh man, I gotta throw up, man. I cannot throw up. I already threw up once. And to me, throwing up is the worst thing ever. Like I can do other types of you know colds and things of that nature when I used to get sick or whatever. Yeah, I'll go with you on that, man. I don't like throwing up either. Oh man, throwing up is the worst, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look, breathe through it. You're not gonna throw up. Just deep breathe through it. And, and I'm talking to myself, and I'm like, man, this is crazy. And then next thing I know, another voice just enters into my head. Right? Mm-hmm. While while my conscious mind is having this one conversation, hey man, don't throw up. Breathe, you gotta do something, and you cannot throw up. Like, that's how the voice is in my head. Another voice shows up, you gotta let it go. You have to let go of all the emotions. And I'm like, man, what the hell is this dude talking about? I'm trying not to throw up, you know what I'm saying? It was a masculine voice, yeah, it was a masculine voice, okay, but it was super calm, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like, um, you have to let go of the emotions. If you let go of the emotion, you will feel better. And I'm like, man, I'm just trying not to throw up. Man, that's that you can't control everything. You too much want to always be in control. Mm-hmm. You got to let it go. And I'm like, man, hell, if you let it go, if you let go of the emotions, you'll feel better. So like, all right, so I sit up, right? Cause I'm like, I'm laying down, I ain't, I ain't throwing up like this. So let me sit up. So I sit up and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Take a breathe, breathe. Take deep breaths so you don't throw up. Mm-hmm. See, you're doing it again. You're trying to be in control. You have to let it go. So Finally, after going back and forth with this voice, I said, all right. So I get up and I sit in the chair. Like, like if I'm going to throw up, let me let me do it right. Let me. So I sit in the chair. I got my bag open, ready. I'm just going in, going in, going in, right? So one of the facilitators comes and sits on my cot directly in front of me. Mm-hmm. Right? So I get done throwing up and I'm just like, you know, bit linked over like this. And the facilitator is talking to me, like, talk to me. So I tell them just what, you know, I told y'all. So he's in there talking and like I said, he's sitting on my cot. So I'm like, I need to lay down. And he said, okay, he does this, like scoots over. I'm like, nah, G. (laughs) This is what I'm thinking in my head, like, "Uh uh-uh. I said, I need to lay down. He do it again. Okay, scoots over a little bit more. I'm like, dude, still on the cot. Like, it's on the cot. Like, no, I'm 6'2". Like, right. my feet going to hang off a little bit. Right. Me by my, myself anyway. Mm-hmm. Dude sitting on there. So I said, you know what? Forget it. So I go and I lay down next to him. Basically, my head is in dude lap at this point. Right? Mm. And then dude puts his arm around me as I'm laying down. 
And I immediately felt better. I said, oh, okay, we doing this. Mm -hmm. So he, he continues to talk and he has his arm on me to, like for a long time. Like he's having this conversation and I'm comfortable in the situation. Now mm -hmm. me being all masculine, I'm not under normal circumstances. We not doing this. You know right. what he was doing? What's that? He was grounding you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I also look at it as a sign of, hey man, you got to get off, you got to get off all that masculine energy. Right? Like you know who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is cool. You can do this. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the next morning I'm um I made a comment, like, cause we start at seven o'clock in the evening. They're with us. We're going through this whole process to nine o'clock the next morning. Right. Like you said, like we're there for a long time. And um, we're all having the conversation about our experience and whatnot. I'm talking to him about, you know, my experience. And I had my boy I've known since high school was there, one of his friends, right? You know, we all kind of grew up in similar type neighborhood. Right. So I was telling the part about when I was like, I needed to, uh, you know, I needed to lay down. And them two started laughing because they already know where I was going <laughs> with it. I was like, yeah, I was expecting you to get up. And they dying laughing because they knew that's what it was. It was like, yeah, we we peaked that. I was like, yeah, I, I wasn't trying to like <laughs> lay next to you. I wanted you to get up so I could lay down by myself. But like, you know, what you were saying, he kind of went into that to that energy. Uh, I mean, to that, that same statement you made where he said he's had an experience where he's facilitated somewhere and he goes up to a man and just hugs him and the man just starts bawling like a baby. Mm -hmm. So he just said he felt my energy at that moment and was like, this is what he needed to do. And I was like, man, you know, I I, I appreciate it for real because that is what I needed to do because I immediately felt better once he did it. Yeah, man. You know, a lot of times, um, you know, it's okay. I, I think we was, I think we was trying to tell y'all brothers this too before, though, how you need to, you know, it's 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 important to tap into your feminine side. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And uh, because it just bring about some balance. You know what I'm saying to uh, what you got going on. And right. I I could I could say that I, I was uh, overly masculine in a sense. You know, and uh, but I can tell you what mine draw from. When I grew up, I had an older brother that would tell me I was gay all the time. I didn't even gay. I'm like, dude, I ain't gay. You know what I'm saying? So I, I spent my whole high school and middle school and high school uh, trying to get that particular character. You know what I'm saying? That right. particular uh, thing off my back from my brother, my own brother. See what I'm saying? Right. I'm in it gay. I'm like, bro. Why do you keep going around telling everybody I'm gay? Oh, because you know when we was little, you know, you know, we had got molested. That don't make me gay though, bro. Right. Why are you going around telling people this? Right. You know what I'm saying? So things could have happened to you that that can cause you to be overly masculine. You know what I'm saying? Because you're so busy trying to prove to somebody else that you are that. Just right. be. You raise your family. Be with your wife and just be. That's being a man. You know what I'm saying? Learn right. to have sensibility. Learn to show empathy. All the feminine traits. 
and this is what's gonna bring balance to your manhood. See what I'm saying? Right. As I got older, you can't run that line by me now. My brother know it. You see what I'm saying? You can't right. run that line by me. It don't work with me. Right. If anything, you get. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You gay because you want to say I'm gay. You know what I'm saying? What do you see in me that's really in you? Right, 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 right. That's why you got to be careful how you judge people because it's only you judging yourself. You're only judging the reflection of yourself. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So For me, it was a lack of, a lack of nurturing growing up. Yeah, that could, that could, that you could know, too. I was raised, yeah by with a mother who was hard you know what i'm saying yeah and then i was raised by aunts you know who was gangster because of the kind of neighborhood that we grew up in and, and they just had to be that you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah 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 i got you, you. Know, so that was the experience growing up and then that just kind of snowballs you know so so yeah, so that's like you said, that's that's part of what we were all told as as a group of us when we got initiated, of having to tap into the feminine. Yeah. You know, so you know that's one of the things that, you know, Oshayun and myself have been focused on trying mm -hmm. to really tap into that because that's where your superpower lies. You know, you tap into that, you get that together. Ooh wee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm trying to have that experience like y'all did. I didn't have. Uh, that type of experience. And I've only tried rapé and I tried it with uh, a few of the guys at the conference. Mm -hmm. And my experience was just, I just felt horrible. I purged, but I felt horrible. See, I'm the next you, morning. I've, never, I've never purged off of rapé. Mm. I've been doing rapé probably about over 60 days, 70 days now. In a row? In a row. Mm. Two times a day. See what wow. I'm saying? So, and I'm talking about some, some nice big healthy doses. And what type of what type of experiences have you had with Rape? A very uh, a lot of lucid dreams. Mm. Very, very, uh, very, very clear dreams. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I told did I tell you about a, uh I'm working on a, a cartoon uh doc uh a cartoons uh short film. And mm -hmm. it's based on one of my dreams I had. It's called the flying peacock. Wow. Oh, no. You haven't heard about that. Yeah, we talked about it off the camp. Okay. Okay. The, fly, the flying peacock. Mm -hmm. Now, wow. yes, we all know what. Peacock right. don't do what. Right. They don't fly. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah, I want to have some crazy so, dream, man. Uh, so, so for, like, yeah, so, so I, for I'm people, really tapping oh, really? because, you know, I'm going to say this too because, I, you know, I, I, you know, I use like, <laughs> I use chick uh, chickweed, like I was telling you, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. to enhance certain things about myself. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I bathe, take spiritual baths, and certain do certain types of spiritual baths in order for me to be able to get in, tap into the deeper side of myself. A lot of people, you know, I, I can't speak for everybody, but a lot of people, man, they just surface doing surface spiritual work, right? Not doing the real in depth work where you go into these different chambers 
you know what I'm saying, uh, these different houses that, you know, the, the most high uh, Ludemari had, where you can go into these different um, schools of thought and learn certain subject things. Because I can tell y'all, man, I don't read books all the time, bro. Majority of my information I've got from the universe. Mm -hmm. I've drawn down doing plant medicine. And I know it's on point because I can sit there and have a conversation with anybody about any of this stuff. It's right. based on my own experience and alone, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of things I'm not saying, too. You know right. what I'm saying? Absolutely. But, you know, um, I know that if you open, really open up your mind, open up that third eye and open up that crown chakra, you can receive a lot of information, man, that'll come to you. And then you can correlate it with, with things going on. I mean, you can have the best conversation with anybody. Mm -hmm. Baba Femi on down. Absolutely. I think... Um, even dealing with my EFA all the time, I think that, and I did this for over 90 days because um, a, a Baba Lao uh, from uh, Nigeria came to my house when I first uh, got out of Yibodu. And uh, he came and prostrated in my, uh, on my, on my, in my driveway. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he told me, he said, man, uh, Man, when you go to your, when you go to a room a lot, man, don't go, don't go asking all those questions. Don't go uh, praying for all that stuff. Just ask for wisdom. Hmm. That one word. Just ask for wisdom. Give that, give that a chance. Give that ninety days. Give that one hundred and twenty days, and then see what it does. Hmm. And I can tell you, brother that it has given me a lot of information. Arumala has given me a lot of information. I might slip up on a book. I might slip on uh, up on some information. And I know that's Arumala showing me the way. You understand right. what I'm saying? Right. Um, and just me being honest again, because people always act like they doing everything correct, right? Man, I... When I, when I first became a priest, I ran from being a priest hmm. in a sense where um, I didn't want to take on the responsibility of having to help others. Man, that's where I'm at. <laughs> and um, <laughs> But as I'm, as I'm building a community here in Dallas, you know what I'm saying? I'm building this community. I decided not to um, impede on my own success and do the work, even if it have to do the work free, or do mm -hmm. it somebody for free, or lead somebody into the right direction. Like uh, Jamal them and all them that came, brother and Rakim them. Man, I am overjoyed that these brothers even consider me as a person of wisdom and somebody to come to in their time of need. Right. I say. Very humbling. Mm. Because I don't feel like I'm the smartest guy in the world. And that's something I got to work through. And it's not about being smart. It's about being effective and being honest. Right. 
even when you have these ayahuasca ceremonies and you're going through all these different plant medicines, you're trying them, your intention is not to go into a having experience. Your intention is to give in, to let go. So that way the plant can show you what it wants to show you. Mm-hmm. If you go into there automatically saying, I better see something, you ain't going to see nothing. Right. That's my problem. That's my problem. Even I want to see something. I want to see something. Don't go in there with that intention. Mm-hmm. It's going because you're in because if you go in there just to see something, you might see something and it might scare the shit out you. You may you may die. Mm-hmm. You know, say, you know, the brother said he did the sale assignment, right? Uh Dr. Kalindi, right? And he was saying that when he he done over 30, uh 30, uh, it was a 30 gram dose. He said he saw predator-like beings. So imagine you seeing them type of beings and you're not spiritually equipped to deal with it. You will get trapped over there, homie. Mm-hmm. So this, that's why I was like, Jimmy, when we do it, man, we got to, you got to, it's a mind frame. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not about just your nose burning. What emotions is coming up when it's burning your nose? When you turn, you tearing. What what emotions come up? Mm-hmm. Are you dealing with those emotions? Once you deal with those emotions, then the universe can open up and show you what he really wants to show you. Mm-hmm. But he know you're not ready. She know you're not ready. He or she knows you're not ready. So they're not going to open you up to those those psychedelic or uh, what they call uh, um, uh, hallucinate, um, hallucinate, um experiences that people have. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, even with the shrooms, three and a half grams is not going to really get you there. All you're going to see is everything going to turn brighter. You may see some colors, some real vibrant colors or something, and you may get to see some sacred geometry. Mm-hmm. But that's not penetrating the veil. Right. You got to do over eight grams to penetrate the veil. The God knows. And most people ain't willing to do that. Because what? They're controlled by what? Fear. Right. I ain't doing that. That's too much. Right. You ain't ready to go see what time it is. Right. I think I was in too much pain to focus. I couldn't that focus. Could be true too. Yeah, that, I mean, all of that, all that grounds you, right? Which is all part of the ego. Your ego houses your 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 feelings, your pain, your suffering, your protection. You understand right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, right. of course, you're not going to get to go. To the places that most people say they went to on all these YouTubes and or whoever you talk to. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was just at a place being a seer too. I was just at a place where I was able to. But I can tell you this. The lady told me this on the first go-round though because I asked the seer and she said, you can't see me. You talk to me right here through this fireplace. You can't see me. You ain't, you ain't too much fear. Mm. Wow. 
You ain't too much fear, homie. If you see me, you're going to probably die. Because they talking about, and if you go and study other people and their experience, they talking about 10 to 17 foot beings. Right. A 20 foot woman talking to you. What you going to do? <laughs> Shut up and listen. No, you're going to be scared <laughs> in real life. Right. If a, a big old giant woman was to walk up and up to you, and we not used to seeing that, bro. You it's gonna it's gonna scare you, bro. Right. Real life. And she picking up cars and everything, throwing them across. Come on, man. You yeah. not come on. If Credible Hook was real, bro, you wouldn't you just be running up on Credible Hook. Right. Yeah. So it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? It's respect to each and everything within the multi uh, multiverse. You know what I'm saying? And understanding. Right. When you are allowed to go to different parts of the multiverse, you got to be on your best behavior in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, so, you know. But yeah, man. But you can talk like this all day, man. People think you're crazy, bro. Right. So I don't even say much. Mm -hmm. I might talk to y'all, but we, you know, I'm not out here really doing that. You know what I'm saying? I'm sticking to the basics. And that's what I was thinking as you're talking. I mean, me and you, like, we've talked for hours about this on the phone. Mm -hmm. But... And I, the one thought that came to my mind is for people who have no idea about this, you do sound crazy. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I was thinking, I was like, man, you you saying stuff, people would just be like, come on, man. Man, they're crazy. He, he out of there. Right. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so this is not something that you, this is not something really that, you know, something I, you know, I see people do it all the time on YouTube and all that, trying to gain, you know, gain, uh, 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 an audience, as they say, mm -hmm. or whatnot, man. Um, to be honest with you, I'm still trying to figure it out. What did I see? Right. What was that? Right. Absolutely. What was the message in that? Right. Am I am I afraid to to do it again? No. Am I afraid to do the chonga? No. Am I afraid to do the shrooms? No. Rob pay no. Did the rap in front of everybody at the hotel room and, and kept helping them. Right. 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 No Speaking of which, if for people who aren't familiar with plant medicine and they hear this and they're like, you know, yeah, I'm I'm interested now. What would you suggest they start? Like what plant medicine? Man, I wouldn't I would suggest any plant medicine because you're making it more recreational. Once again, it's a sacred plant. So these plants are supposed to be given to people who have trauma. Right. Who are suffering from some form of trauma or sickness. So they can bring about a healing and a, 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 re, a reset or rebalance of the equilibrium. Hmm. This is okay. not given, this is not to be given for uh, for recreation. Right. But for those people, right, who need it. To get no. over a trauma, to, to find some healing. What what where just would you like being 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 an hour, you know, and I would divine on it and, and see where they why why they need to take this and you know what I'm saying and what's the benefit is going to be for them. You know what I'm saying? We have to look at it as as practitioners. We have to look at it from a more of a medicinal uh uh, uh perspective. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And not as a recreational perspective. Because now you, you're really, in a sense, being disrespectful to the plant. 
which is right. supposed to be sacred. Right. And because these plants house a whole, we're talking about millions of years of information. You see what I'm saying? Right. And so when one is ingesting millions of years of information, we want to make sure that that person is spiritually sound in a sense or, uh, or in a position where they can take this and that it would bring a benefit to their, to their life. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. I think everybody's getting it out of, out of pocket, man. Commercializing the shit. You know what right. I'm right. Yeah. That's what I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I wouldn't suggest it for everybody. If gotcha. I was the practitioner that was involved in the situation, I don't think everybody should be, have access to this. Hmm. Because it's not for everybody. At first, it was only for the, the priest to take. If you study, wow. if you go back and study who who had uh, the access to the plant medicine, it was the priest. Mm. We had the access because we needed to tap in into the other multiverses and the various things in order for us to come back and teach the people. The right. for everybody. The common man wasn't was wasn't um, allowed. You know what I'm saying? To 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 um, gain this information in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. If you study ancient Egypt and you study um, uh, any of the um, the teachings of the different tribes in Africa, that stuff was uh, that stuff was only given to the elders or right. the people that was like the priest or the or the uh, witch doctor or whatever in that in that particular tribe. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So. Let's put it in perspective, like Baba say all the time. Let's really turn up and let's really, you know what I'm saying? Like that's why I was like, man, you know, taking it and getting online, talking about it, it's cool, but is that what you wanted to get out of it? Mm, right. And that's all you wanted to get out of, it? or do you want to be able to come back to the earth and be a, an extraordinary human being that can bring something profound? To humanity and change the face of some things. Mm, absolutely. Do you want to be that person? Do you want to create an idea that's going to revolutionize how we how we even move and shake as humans? Mm. That is the reason why you want to go and tap into that stuff. Right. Got One it. of the reasons. Another reason is to, is to understand not 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 your, just your mother's love. But true universal love, agape love, mm. because even your mama has some conditions to her love, homie. Mm. Say that again. Think about it. You turn 18 years old, 19 years old, you out here, you doing what you want to do and not doing what they asking you to do in order for you to you know, guide you into the, the proper life, what they gonna do? Put you they're out. Turn, they gonna turn they yeah, they're gonna turn their back on you. So where's mm -hmm. the unconditional love at? There is none. But it's only one unconditional love and that's only from the creator of the multiverse of all all of this. And mm -hmm. that love is is deep. Absolutely. You understand? So that's why I came out with the love I shape thing. It's all about the love, bro. It's about really finding love. Mm -hmm. Not only just for your own self, but finding love, learning to 
even look at another person that you may not even like, but you can see the goodness in them. Right. And I ain't saying be their friend, but I'm just saying look at them and look at them with compassion and love. If you can talk to them, talk to them. If they you can't, you can't, bro. You got to move on. You see what I'm saying? Right. That's you, Your intentions was all in love. Right. That's what the plant trying to teach you at right. the end of the day. Yeah, it's going to show you some real cool stuff. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, you're trying to get you to learn love. Every other animal, every other um, species on this planet, man, show no understand true love, except the human being. Hmm. Right. We're the only one that got all these issues. Everybody else follows the laws of the universe except us. Right. Right. And I think right there, that's a good place to end it. Yeah. Uh, I will. We greatly appreciate you tapping in with us. Yes, sir. Oh, definitely. Most you know, definitely. This is something that, you know, O'Shea and myself, you know, has been a part of our journey, mm -hmm. you know, and um, we're still trying to figure it out. You know, I, I'm probably going to do another uh, ayahuasca. It's nothing really to figure out, brother. Yeah. This experience. I say. It ain't nothing to figure out. Just experience. You're right. And You're the right knowledge is going to come to you. It's going to come your way. You're right about that. You don't have to chase this. It, you already been chosen. I say. I say. Yeah. I say that. Y'all already been chosen. You. Are, it's going to come to you regardless if you want it or not. Right. Just be. Right. Be present to receive it. Be in the present moment. Don't be in the past. Don't be in the future. Be right in the present moment so you can receive it. Hmm. I say. I say. And that's going to make you the best priest or practitioner in your field. I ain't saying better than the next man. I'm saying your best. You being your best. Right. So when Absolutely. people see you, they know. Oh, yeah, that's an Iwo right there. That's a Baba. Oh, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. our job. It's the B. Mm. So we're doing you, it for y'all. Yeah, and do it now. You're doing it for your inner self. Right. You know what I'm saying? And everything outside of yourself is benefiting from you doing right. it for yourself. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, we appreciate you for tapping in with us. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for letting me on the show, bro. Y'all know what it is. I've been wanting to get off. <laughs> all love. All love. And we hope that y'all appreciated the show. We hope that you got a lot out of it. I heard. I hope you guys learned. Hope you kind of demystified the mystery of what plant-based medicine is. No, it's not anything to be fearful of. So Continue to join us. Continue to tap in with us as we go through this spiritual journey. Uh, come back and see us next week. And as always, life's a journey. Don't forget the map. Peace. All right. Peace, man. Love y'all, man. Love y'all. Well, peace.